0: Does a robot know you like a neighbor? Insurance Corporation will fulfill requests to cover anyone, anything, anytime, anywhere, with most standard algorithm, in the order it was received. Please hold. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting the insurance coverage you need always starts with a conversation. Find a Farm Bureau agent at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Fans for another episode of the Chicago Audible. I'm your host for today, William Mingles. And by now, you know, if you're hearing my voice, you're gonna be hearing some matchups, and these matchups could prove to be very important. The Bears, by the end of Sunday, could have sole ownership of first place in the NFC North. Obviously, that depends on whether or not the Green Bay Packers can take care of business against the Dallas Cowboys. That's gonna be a difficult matchup for them, but obviously. I think everyone going into this game thinks that the Bears should be able to handle their business, albeit with a backup quarterback, albeit in London, against the Oakland Raiders. And we're going to go into exactly why this is the case with our five key matchups of the week for week five. And that's going to kick off with matchup number one, Cody Whitehair versus Tahir Whitehead, the linebacker for the Oakland Raiders. And this is all about, for Cody Whitehair, getting to the second level. We're really going to probably see... Hopefully more of a run-first approach from Matt Nagy. We're going to get to that a little bit later. A little uh, throwback to the Brandon spoiler alert there. But it's, like I mentioned, all about getting that second level. We're trying to get to the second level for really the first time this season with the Bears running attack. I give credit to Matt Nagy for kind of keeping with the run game last week. But now it's all about making that run game effective. And that's all going to be with getting your guards onto linebackers. And as far as which linebacker is most important, to hear Whitehead is an experienced linebacker. He's a leading tackler for this Oakland Raider team. And you know me if you listen to last season's matchups, that I'm always looking for the people who have a nose for the football. And in this defense, it's to hear Whitehead. So it's all about getting an athletic guard like Cody Whitehair up to the second level and blocking guys like Tahir Whitehead. That's going to at least be the catalyst for a strong running game for the Chicago Bears. Is if we're getting guys to the second level and placing blocks from with our linemen onto the Oakland Raiders linebackers. On to matchup number two, we have another trenches battle, this time flipping sides for the Chicago Bears. We have nose tackle Eddie Goldman versus center Rodney Hudson for the Oakland Raiders. And this, like I mentioned, is all about winning that line of scrimmage. And this is because within a West Coast system, within a John Gruden coach team, we know we're going to see a lot of running. So I see Josh Jacobs in this game getting a lot of carries. And to start with that, you're, you're going to have to want to slow him down. A lot of rookies in this game, I and mean, we've even watched it with a smaller back like uh, David Montgomery. He likes to run straight ahead. A lot of rookies don't mind putting a little bit of a harder toll on their body. Even if, there's a little, even if there's a small crease, they have no problem with putting their head down and just trying to lower and blow right through that hole. So it's all about trying to deny that first option or that first gap for Jacobs is whenever he gets the ball because he's going to get the ball quite a bit. Uh, even with a lot of the uh, Raider season playing from behind, it's about every two passes there's a run involved in there. And I mean, a lot of teams these days, especially someone like Kansas City, they're willing to get away with that because they're so effective offensively. But this is a West. This is a tried and true West Coast system that is going to try to establish the run and then kind of use the run to set up the pass which a lot of times these days, especially with the system that we've watched from Nat Nagy, is almost like a pass to set up the run. So we're kind of going a little bit old school here, and it's all about Eddie Goldman winning that initial point of attack. And we saw exactly what winning the line of scrimmage does against a running game because poor Dalvin Cook for the Minnesota Vikings did not get anything going because he never found a crease to begin his runs. He always was looking for another gap to open up elsewhere. And by, <clears throat> excuse me, by that time... You really already had uh, everybody crashing down from the rest of a swarming Bears defense. But it's all about winning that initial point of attack. And that's why Eddie Goldman has a featured matchup against a really good center in Rodney Hudson. On to match number three, we have a returning Roquan Smith versus Darren Waller, tight end for the Oakland Raiders. And let's just get one thing right off the bat. Happy that Roquan Smith is feeling good enough to come back to play. You know, regardless of what anyone in Chicago media said, it is Roquan's business, what he went through in his business alone. If he thinks he's ready to come back, then good for him. But emotion can have any number of effects on your play, and I hope it is all behind him, but I imagine something that keeps you out of one game and largely out of the first half of the week as far as practice is concerned, I'm I'm not sure it's completely behind him. I bet you there are still some things lingering there, at least somewhat emotion-wise. And, I mean, we've seen a lot of great stories in the NFL over the years when it comes to emotion. I mean, even though it's the bad, bad Packers, Brett Favre, obviously, the game after his father died, one of the most historic games of all time. And then you even go back to, you know, a former Bear Erlocker, when his mother died, they're playing the New Orleans Saints, and I want to say 2011, maybe 2012. I, it was 2011, uh, forgive me there. But his play wasn't that great after that. So Emotion can have any effects on your play. So that's something to look at when you're thinking about Roquan Smith. But I really believe that Darren Waller is going to be someone that the Raiders target early and often in this game. And, I mean, that's not really too much of a stretch to say because he's nearly 30% of the team's targets at this point. And that really goes back to this traditional West Coast offense that we've been talking about for most of the podcast here so far. And it just comes down to the fact that he has 37 targets on the year so far. And it's just uh, it's just so much volume coming to him. It's going to be a lot of short stuff, going to be a lot of trying to create small separation on a quick throw route, which you have to imagine John Gruden knowing that Khalil Mack is coming at you every single play. And not only just coming at you with his normal Mack attack, he's got a little revenge plot in there, too. It's something I wouldn't want to have to deal with if I was John Gruden. If I was him, I'd be getting the ball out as fast as possible. Darren Waller is kind of the guy for the job when it comes to those quick throws uh, across the middle. And a lot of those quick open routes across the middle are usually going towards Waller's way. So that's why this is a big matchup. If you're denying that first look for Derek Carr, I really think that Cleo Mack is going to start getting home on a lot of his blitzes. So that's why this is matchup number three. Matchup number four, we are going to go defense again. Buster Screen versus Hunter Renfro for the Oakland Raiders here. Now, Hunter Renfro is mostly their slot guy for the Oakland Raiders here. And he doesn't have a lot of stats on the year 11 catches for 89 yards. But once again, we're talking about these West Coast throws where it's all about creating a lot of quick separation, a lot of this movement over the middle of the field. And that's where I really think that Buster Screen comes into a really important effect here as far as their nickel guy is concerned, because it's all about denying the quick West Coast throws. That's what's going to make Derek Carr take longer in his progressions and either create throwaways or chances for the Bears to generate pressure, like we were just talking about. So it's all about not only denying those quick West Coast throws, but also the big thing that uh, kind of becomes apparent in Screen's game no penalties. You think about the big, costly penalty that Screen had against the Denver Broncos that let them go for it again on that uh, two point try when they had missed the field goal prior, sorry, the extra point prior you have to make sure you aren't making those dumb penalties. You have to be making sure that you aren't giving this offense an extra set of downs or, or new life where they didn't really have it or deserve it before. So that's why this is going to be uh, matchup number four here is because you have another thing that I think they're going to exploit here with uh, slot receiver trying to create some uh, create some space. Chances are by going across the field and trying to get Derek Carr to move across the field with him if I had to imagine, but we got to deny those throws making sure that Derek Carr is spending more time in the pocket, allowing more uh, time for our rushers to get there, and also not giving any just easy first downs off of penalties. That brings us to matchup number five, our game breaker of the week. And this one is going to be one where these people are not even on the field, but we're going to have Matt Nagy versus Paul Gunther, uh, the defensive coordinator for the Oakland Raiders. And really, if you ask me, this is all coming down to Matt Nagy realizing who Chase Daniel is. We know that Jabiski isn't going to play this game, but we know who our quarterback is. He is someone who knows the system. He's someone who can be an efficient passer. Someone who is honestly really good at timing routes too. Some might mention his overall just getting three steps and putting your foot in the dirt and then ripping a ball loose. Honestly, it's sometimes Chase Daniel might be better at that aspect on its own. I think I can't remember who put this on Twitter, but man, it was a great analogy. Uh, saying that Chase Daniel is kind of like a Honda Civic that has an automatic transmission. You can get in it, drive it, get where you need to go. Mitch Trubisky, in a lot of ways, can kind of be that sports car that's hard to get down, hard to understand uh, initially how to tune that thing just right, but it has a lot more horsepower in there. But you just got to know who Chase Daniel is. Rely on that run game like you did last week. Hopefully, like we mentioned in that first matchup with Cody Whitehair, you're getting further down the field. You're getting uh, some blocks into that second level. But make sure that you're utilizing who Chase Daniel is. Uh, use plays that you know he'll be effective in and be okay with letting your defense go out there and win this game. It might be considered ugly football, but hey, guess what? When you win in the National Football League, that's all that matters. Get to this bye week 4-1 and one and give yourself a great position to not only get healthy on the bye week, but get ready to go throughout the rest of your season with a really good first part of your season in the books. You're going to see New Orleans after that, and you're going to see some tough teams on the schedule come up after that. But if you're starting 4-1, and one, you're putting yourself in great territory to compete for a playoff spot, whether that's a division title or wild card spot. Either way, the Bears would be in great position. And it's up to Matt and Nagy to uh, come up with an offensive game plan that suits Chase Daniel and doesn't ask him to do too much because this is a game that he shouldn't have to do too much if the defense does their job. And that brings us to this week's Winning Edge where we go back through all the matchups and we decide... Which uh, player has the advantage? So going right back up to matchup number one, we're going to have Cody Whitehair versus Tahir Whitehead. This is one where I haven't seen a whole lot of success for the Bears' lineman getting up to the second level and frankly the Oakland Raiders have a solid front seven when it comes to stopping the run at the very least i'm gonna have to give this one to here whitehead uh just because i haven't seen uh the bears offensive line really execute well at this point yet we've seen their pass blocking get better but we haven't quite seen them figure out how to get things done on the ground yet so i'm going to give this one to whitehead especially with how well he just sniffs out plays and he just has a real good nose for the ball this one goes to oakland Going to match at number two, Eddie Goldman versus Rodney Hudson. This is kind of under an underrated, like, really good play on really good player battle here. But you got to give this one to Eddie Goldman. He has been stuffing uh, just double teams uh, for years now. And I really think he's going to continue that success. I'm not sure exactly if Jacobs is going to be able to find any other creases in this Bears defense. But I'll tell you what, if it's up the middle, it's going to require him finding another seam elsewhere. Which, like I mentioned earlier, I think really plays into the Bears defense's hands. So we're tied up here on matchups one to one. And that takes us to match number three, which is Roquan Smith versus Darren Waller. And this is one that I see Roquan winning here. I think his skill set is just so well-suited to really deny these West Coast offenses uh, with a lot of their shorter throws to try to keep them on schedule. I think Roquan Smith is very well-suited to kind of take away Darren Waller's efficiency to this point in the season. Moving on to match number four, Buster Screen versus Hunter Renfro. This is one that I even see Buster Screen getting advantage of here. And I think he's overall kind of an underrated player within the secondary. I think a lot of his flaws were kind of put on the microscope with the Jets just because of how much they were put out there and how long he was asked to cover on a play-to-play basis. I think he'll be able to take advantage uh, of this matchup. I think he'll be able to deny that short throw and give that defense, like we mentioned, just a little bit more time to get home against Derek Carr. i got to give this one to Buster Screen. Bears running away with the matchups here 3-1, to one, and then that leads us to our game-breaker. Matt Nagy versus Paul Gunther, and this is one I really think in the two weeks that Trubisky didn't play last season, I think we really saw some great play calling from Matt Nagy, and I think sometimes he took a little bit to get into the game flow, but I, I think you really saw him get some wheel routes into into effect. And that's something I would encourage you guys to watch is that Chase Daniel knows how to throw a darn good wheel route. And I really think you'll see Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery uh, utilize the wheel route a lot here. Uh, and I really think he's better at calling a game flow when it comes to having Chase Daniel in the game. I think he called some overall efficient games, even if they didn't light up the scoreboard a whole lot uh, in those two games. Obviously, the Giants' games they put up, the Giants' game they put up a lot of points in that second half. But I think he's calling a lot better games with Chase Daniel in the game. I think maybe he opens up his playbook a little bit more since Daniel knows the system maybe a little bit more than Trubisky but I think he'll be able to call a good a good enough game to get out of London with the win over the Open Raiders. So I got to give this one to Matt Nagy as well, which gives the Bears a 4 to 1 edge in matchups. And I think uh this kind of thing we'll we'll see a few times this season where the Bears have the clear advantage in talent, it's just all about making sure that the Bears are executing on that talent and making sure they're winning their matchups. And hopefully we get to see that come to fruition on Sunday in London. But until the next time we talk, which will be a little bit, you're gonna get a little bit of a break from my matchups with the bye week coming up. But hopefully by the time we're talking we're we are four and one and we have a nice uh, we have a nice position to continue our run to the postseason. But until next time, bear down Chicago. Bear.